We are really excited to introduce our new podcast to you, From Uniforms to Unicorns. We're your hosts, Lauren and Sharon. Two friends, moms, business owners who happen to be in prison. Grab a coffee, head out on your walk, or just take a break. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Good. Okay, we're going to start the podcast today a little different than we normally start it. I've I tried to get Sharon to start the podcast, and she basically I, I refused. <laughs> just called me bad names and told me to hit record and fucking start talking. <laughs> so I'm, we actually, Sharon and I have post-its on our computers. Like I sent her this fun little thing the other day because we've decided that I talk too much, and Sharon doesn't talk enough. So we're like trying to decide how to make this work better so that Sharon talks more and I talk less. So. Um, we want to say thank you, first of all, yeah. like yeah. the support and the emails the feedback the and feedback. everything. Like, thank you guys so much. We feel uh, so blessed and so grateful. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just uh, so fun for us. So it's nice to hear the feedback. Keep it yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, please do. We honestly, we we do this because we love it, and we uh, on our conversations over the years have always just been like, shit, we should have been recording that. That was exactly. good, right. So now yeah. it's like, okay, we have those conversations actually, and we always come on a few minutes beforehand, and you know whatever, and we were just like dying laughing about something that we're going to talk about today. So um, yeah, it's just fun, and we love you know connecting with the the people that we used to work with, or yeah. connecting with the people that you know need to hear something we're saying, or looking at going into corrections, or there, and like, holy shit, I can relate to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like so many things. Even like we people will text me and say like, oh my gosh, that story was so funny, and I'm like, oh my, we told that story. Yeah, that's I know. Like one of the ones that stands out is the girl guides one, and I was <laughs> laughing, going, I said that. But it's, yeah, it's so true because we just take it from our lives. And the other thing, too, is you don't have to be in corrections or, or be interested right. in it. It's just, uh, it sort of relates to everyday life, right? Right. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. So uh, we had a few people like reach out and say, like, what's the typical day in the life of a correctional officer? And we were like, how about a non-typical day? Yeah. <laughs> We're like a typical day sometimes can be pretty boring, right? Like punch a dicester, make sure everybody's alive. That's it. Go home. So we're going to talk about our non-typical days because that's what really got us laughing before, and before you know what's we funny? record. You're like, a typical day is just like making sure everyone's alive. Like that's yeah. for people who do like a nine to five accounting <laughs> job. That's like, wow, that's quite the day, right? You don't have to like yeah, checking on live breathing bodies and, or like going into the bathroom and collecting pee. Yeah, or, you know, that's like true. that's a typical yeah. day or like a checking someone's mouth to make sure they follow. They swallow their pills. Mouth. Yeah. Right? Like that, that's a very typical day for us. But I mean, for most people that uh, actually someone mentioned it to me today. They said, um, I, I had no idea about the methadone thing. 
Oh, and right. Yeah, she was, uh, my massage therapist had mentioned it today saying like, oh, I had no idea about that, but uh, that's interesting, right? And yeah. I'm like, that's a typical day. Like those yeah. are the things that you do you at do. work and yeah. that's regular. That's like, that was a good day. It went mm-hmm. according to some sort of plan. Like that's, that's how we right. thought it was going to go, but that's not fun. No. That's not, it's not the interesting part. I mean, I, yeah, it, maybe it is interesting, but for us, it was like your typical day, get your mm-hmm. coffee, sometimes sit in a control post, watch mm-hmm. the institution yeah. and then leave and go home and do it all over again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it, yeah, it might be fun to talk about our non typical days. So we might want to talk about our first ever incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, major incident, Lauren. Why don't you start? Oh, if you can yeah. remember yours. No, I remember mine. Yeah, I, I was new. Like I want to say. So what happens is you go to training, you you train, and then you come in and you train for how long are you? Train like two weeks on the job. Yeah, on the job training for two weeks. I think it is. I don't think it's long. It's not long. <laughs> like you're on probation for three months, but you don't train. So no, you, it's, you have to be with like a two other officers that are fully trained. Trained, yeah. So then after two weeks, you and your new friend are, are good to go. <laughs> you're good to go. You're good to <laughs> you're good to monitor hundreds of inmates, right? You're good to go. Right. So we um so me and my new buddy, one of the dudes that came with me, who was like super funny, super dry sense of humor, like always just made me laugh so much but just to the point that it was like do you even take this seriously someday yeah. <laughs> like I was like <laughs> and he'd be talking to people I was like oh my god like we're gonna get killed like something yeah. bad is gonna happen right now because this guy does not have a clue and he he was at the, married at the time but I always thought like how how did yeah. this happen, <laughs> this happen? anyways yeah. Um, we get, uh, so in the houses they have a, I think we talked about this, a phone on the wall and we get, uh, an indication from one of the houses, they call control post. So you lift up the phone, the inmates can lift up the phone, call control and say something's going on. So they called control and said something was going on in the house. Um, but they wouldn't tell the control person what. So we are running to the house having no idea what we're running to me and my new friend here. We're going to (laughs) just, we're going to slay this thing. Let's go. And I remember going, we went in through the patio door. I went first. Um, and I always, it's so funny how you even open doors after you become a corrections officer. Like you always open a door and then you wait, you never walk, you know, like you're and yeah, doing it. You don't walk right? straight in. You don't walk totally. straight in. Cause you don't know, like, if someone's standing on the corner, they're going to beat the shit out of you. Like, is this a setup? And, I, mm-hmm. and in my mind, like we'd learned this stuff so recently that I was like, we're going to be hostages. We're the new people. Yeah. Like this is what, <laughs> this is what is going down right now. So uh, we went in through the patio door and there was someone cooking supper. I remember like cooking supper. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I was like, oh, you gosh. have to know because the phone's right here. Someone called, like, it was very like, I have a really bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know who yelled from upstairs, but someone yelled upstairs. It's up here. 
And I just thought, man, here we go. And I went up the stairs. And uh, when you go up the stairs in these houses, so this is in the medium minimum, there's mirrors. So you can actually look in the mirror and see like what's going on down the hallway. Like who is standing at the top of the stairs on the next level. And if you look on the next level, you can see um, what's going on down the hallway. And I always check those. I remember like diligently looking at those. And I know that this time I did, but I didn't see anything. And I kind of came up the stairs and one of the girls came out of the other bedrooms and they said she's in her room. And before I could even know what was happening, I was like slipping in blood. Because oh. when came up, you know, when he came up the stairs, the bathroom was there. Yeah. And she'd kind of gone in between her bedroom and the bathroom. And I didn't realize, I didn't see the blood. I didn't notice the blood. And um, so I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I didn't know, like, I, I had no idea what it was. And we went to, I went to go into the, the room and my um, colleague kind of pushed his, way past me and I right away was like oh my gosh what if she has a weapon like my brain is doing something else whereas he's just like so what's going on in here yeah responding (laughs) and I remember him saying are you okay and I remember the inmate saying do I fucking look like I'm okay oh my god and her arms were just like slashed um like severely to the point that there was like barely any floor there was just blood and so I was like, come here. I'm like trying to get him out of the room because I know I have to go and get like paper towel and I have to find a way to bandage this up. And so then I, one of us radioed um, or control had radioed us because we had forgot to radio control and say like, is this a disturbance? Is this yeah. a medical? Is this an escape? Like what's going on? So control we deploys us and then we don't say anything for probably three minutes. <laughs> so control basically, oh, you know what you know where this is going. So you're like, yes. Bye. Um, so control basically says, you know, are you guys okay? And my partner radios back, which understand this. When you radio, it goes to everybody's radio. If there's inmates standing around. If there's management standing around, if you're at the front desk, someone coming into the front entrance can hear you, what you say. So we have to be very discreet on the radio about what (laughs) is happening in the institution. So my partner, as I'm collecting paper towels, my partner radios back, EF, whatever. Uh, We have a slasher here. Oh my God. (laughs) Right? Just like... And I remember being like, oh my, we're in trouble. That was my first thought. You're like, like, you can't say that. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, and the inmate is upset. And, and then you can hear them like radioing to get healthcare to come and help us. Right. Because they've just heard that there's been, um, it's a medical, it's a, it's a medical code. You call Mm -hmm. a certain code. We, I won't say what it is. Um, but yeah, you call a certain code. You don't, divulge that we are in the middle of a slashing, a slashing yeah. situation <laughs> and he said something else after that I don't remember what it was but I remember someone coming on and saying like stand down stand, stand down yeah stop talking so I, <laughs> and I, I think I was there I remember him saying that and I remember everybody like uh-oh oh god and then 
Yeah, I think he continued to just describe what yes, was happening. He did. And people were like, stand out, like stop talking. You're an idiot and you're gonna get in so yeah, he was. He was like uh, like basically commentating the entire process. Yeah, that's um, right. Like we found the blade and blah, like on yeah. and on. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm just like collecting paper towels and I'm putting them on the floor. And I mean, <laughs> I didn't pull out gloves. I didn't like yeah. nothing. And I remember stepping out, uh, like I remember going down the stairs and looking back and like my shoe prints were like <laughs> leaving blood on the floor. <laughs> What the hell oh, is? And I'm not a blood person. Like, and yeah, but it's a sounds. I I might have said this before. I'll take a hanging over a slashing. I know because there's not nearly as much blood, and it doesn't seem not that it doesn't seem so significant, but in my brain, it's like holy crap. And this was a lot of blood. I mean, when we got her cleaned up and the healthcare came, it wasn't. But I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to be, we did get in trouble. We did get in trouble for mm-hmm. like the radio transmissions and the, yeah. not how we handled the incident. But I remember thinking, I need to prepare myself better because I was not prepared for that. And, and that's I, your first, that's your first incident and your first slashing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it, and I'm not going to say it bothered me. It didn't bother me at all. It was like, um, when I go back to things that like have come up later in the past, that's never it. I just yeah. remember thinking like, Ooh, I hope I don't have to go to any more blood ones. Like, yeah, that's just that not my, well, it's a lot to, to see, right. Cause mm-hmm. when they, when they actually slash, like they, they do it really good. Cause they, it's their coping mechanism that they've had like for right. their, their life they're not doing tiny little pricks and unfortunately like in our jail scenario they've got tons of things to do it with right right? so we saw that um a lot I remember responding to to my first slashing uh it looked like a horror movie and the way she was it was in the max unit and the way she was standing and screaming I'm like she's gonna she's dead like there's no and the my the person I was with my partner um just turned like ghostly white because they were sickened by it right right and uh, like it is sickening to see but I'm like you when I look back on things like that's not the stuff that but bugs me Mm-mm. more yeah Mm-mm. and I mean I think about that situation I not not that I think about it. I thought about it after and I was like, thank God this wasn't a planned hostage taking. Thank yeah. God this wasn't something bigger than what it was mm-hmm. because we were very ill-equipped, number one, to deal with yeah. what we were going to with, yeah. without like any sort of indication. Like we didn't know if there was a fight in the house. We didn't know if there, like, I mean, to be honest, like hostage takings don't typically happen in medium and uh, minimum, minimum. Yeah. but I mean, we just left training, so a lot of that is in your head. You're mm-hmm. very cautious. You're very um, reserved on what you do, what you say, because you don't you don't know, and you've been put all this stuff has been placed in your head so that it's muscle memory almost. Yeah. So you yeah. instantly think, okay, or if the, if I open this door and I walk right in, what am I walking into? And then there was another one where they. Um, they had beat the, that girl with the vacuum cleaner. Do you remember that? It was like on lunch count. I think so. 
the vacuum cleaner we went in and it was like covered in blood oh, and okay. I was like who beat up who with the vacuum cleaner? <laughs> like that was my like, we're gonna find out that was another yeah. funny one that um but I just thought even when you walk in and see that you're like is this a sign like you, your head instantly goes somewhere else yeah rather it, than absolutely like, yeah like is it to the it's like it always um I don't know if the training does that too or you think it's bigger than what it is like mm -hmm. you go to the oh god right this is so you take a deep breath and prepare like for the worst right yes. and then you come in strong and sometimes like like the uh, the slashings too like they want it, your attention and they want to talk to you and they right. want to talk like I want to talk to you I want to blah 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 and you're just like okay well you could just do that without the blood right, right? yeah Right? I'm here you could you could ask you don't <laughs> yeah. have to um yeah and uh, like a lot of the things they did were that cry for help or that yes. I, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what to say about it it's an emotional lots of times at the incidents with the women in my opinion it was like emotionally driven like they were like so upset over some type of loss or something right, right. that it was yeah. like this I don't know, psychotic. And a break. lot of times, like <laughs> we were responding, but they were looking for a reaction, right? Like mm -hmm. in their lives previous to coming, like that's how they got attention, or that's how they, uh, like you said, a coping mechanism, or that's how, um, you know, they got someone to love them, or whatever totally. it was. So it was, they didn't understand that you can just buzz the wall and say I'm you know I'm struggling right now is there someone I could talk to mm -hmm. I'm so and that was always their like first method so I know that in programming I don't know a ton about programming but I know like through chaplaincy and um you know first their first nations programming and all of these sorts of things they were learning new coping mechanisms totally but I think like when the initial negative things happened they always went to their first and through muscle memory just like us like just like us yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's like when I talk about and remember my first incident I think I was telling you guys like I was scared shitless when I got to the jail of um physical handling only because I sucked in training I really sucked and I wasn't used to that because I was like really uh physically did well in many other things in my life so just any sports, any athletic stuff, I was always good until this self-defense training where I, like the guy would say to me, like, are you left-handed? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and I'm like, I am not, I'm right-handed. Oh <laughs> did, did you have the brothers? Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. I, and I, would get, I would get called out like every day, like of what not to do and how not to do it. So I was shaking because that's all we had when I started. And yeah. it was like in my first year alone, I, I can't like I was reading a stat about how a, like an officer in their career 25 years goes through 28 incidents and I was thinking 28 like I probably went through 20 in year one honestly yeah and so I like my first one was physical handling and I, I'll tell you what like we were in the courtyard I was not with my crew which 
that was hard. And I was with one other officer who the inmates didn't like. They called her Bucky. They called her names. They called her on. Uh, She was really quite like, these are the rules. You follow them. There's no gray area. So there was like a major thing going on. And uh, the inmate was drunk on, uh, she had stolen hairspray and melted it down or yeah, heated it up and drank the pure alcohol and she was loaded. So she came, I rounded this corner into this, uh, it was just her and a group of 10 inmates. And this one came up swinging at like, fuck you, Fernandez, like that. And then was throwing punches towards me. And I was like, oh my God, right? (laughs) So I just, I remember going, when she threw a punch, I was like, there it is. It's the straight arm bar takedown. It was like, bam, right to the ground. And I was like, I, first of all, I was shocked that I could do that. And second of all, like there was inmates everywhere. So it was like uh, getting on the radio, like you said, too, yeah. and saying, we need assistance. We need it now in the courtyard. And that particular incident, that inmate, um, I think I'd mentioned, had butted me accidentally in the lip. And then she was taken out like to segregation from SAG, she OD'd and had to be taken to outside hot. Like it went on and right. on and on. And then it was like second guessing myself, like after uh, having to do walks to the houses after like bloodied lips, my, my uh, gap cords were had mud on them. <laughs> and then the second guessing. And the thing I didn't know is when I went home, like after the incident, after you get, into bed it was like restless sleep but all yeah. this stuff came up like from my childhood I was like going back to like my stuff that happened with my dad and stuff that happened here it was like really triggering to me yeah. and then I remember talking to a senior officer who said like it gets better which I at the time I was like oh that's great but at the time now it's like it gets better because you have incident after incident after incident until right. you're like what? Well, that was nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, wow, I thought that was going to go way further than I it know. Did, right? And you're like, and now that's it. Like we, I remember we had that year in uh, 2003 and we labeled it Bloody Summer 03 because they slashed. They right. did, there was an incident every day and we were ordered to work every day. Mm-hmm. And that's back to, um, them slashing and the max unit came in and they used to break the uh, shower head at the top. So they'd break the shower head and this goop would come out onto them and then they'd flood the ranges. Yeah. They take the, the metal pieces of the shower and they'd slash. <laughs> You'd right. be, <laughs> you're responding to basically like a flood of blood and shit and you're in your, I used to have these Adidas canvas sneakers I wore to work for comfort and style. And I remember at the end of the shift, you're like, dude, these go in the garbage, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's great. Like we can laugh about it now. And I, I know that like back then it was just like, when you start, it's like, this is no joke. You, you have to be ready to like, save your life yeah any ready to go. moment and yeah. and i mean after you after and we've talked about this before after you build rapport with inmates you have to constantly like check yourself check that relationship check like all of these things mm-hmm. to be like do i still feel safe because and 
oh man, our supervisor on the max unit would always be like, don't get complacent. That was like her word. Oh yeah. Remember she would always be like, don't. And so you'd be like, you're right. I am being complacent. I need to Mm -hmm. be careful because this is when stuff goes down. Um, but I always found like every day was different for sure. Some days were easy. Some days were like crazy ass hard. Some days it was like one incident to the next incident. Like you talk about like um, in the men's institution, they go to SAG and it's done. It's Whereas done. ours, they go to SAG and it's like, now, now let's just wait for them to shit and smear it in their cell. And or smear it. Or- now let's wait for them to, you know, attempt suicide. Or now yeah. let's wait for them to piss Bash off enough people on yeah. the range so that we have to move them or, you know, like <laughs> it's constant. It's, <laughs> I'm, oh, we God. can laugh now, but I it's know. like at the time we're just like, holy shit, we're exhausted. Totally. You're like, can I go to the bathroom? Cause I better go now. Cause I won't be able to go for the next eight hours sometimes. Right. Yes. Yes. Or I, I need water camera for like seven hours. Yes. And having yeah. to change out tapes going, I don't think I've peed yet. And I know. And all, everybody's like, how are, you know, drink more water, drink more water. I think I learned to not drink water. Exactly. Because you couldn't hold your pee if you had. So I'm just like, I just can't drink water. Because exactly. if I have to pee, I can't. And I don't know. I know. And I would remember, like, I would feel it and be like, oh, I should go now. I should go now. And then, you know, you'd be in the bu- bubble. Or, and then, like, oh, I'm like, uh, in five minutes, I'm peeing in the garbage can. Like, I know. <laughs> You're like, uh, it's too late. Like sometimes, yeah, you think back, I don't know. There's so much like to think back on and just like, just get through it, get through the shift and look at your um, person, like so, you know, the camera you'd mentioned and say, you couldn't switch though, because the, the tape had to stay in that person's hands once they started yes. recording. Right. So you, you couldn't switch in that instance. You couldn't, there's so much, right. That you just have to be like, I hope everyone's okay. <laughs> hope you're okay. Yeah. And I, I, I remember being very like stressed out about the whole peeing situation, number one, um, and going like, oh, should I go now? Should I go later? Should I wait? Like, is there something going to happen while I go to the bathroom? I know. Yeah. And then you've, you've got that on your shoulders like that's one of the things I carried out of the jail where you had to do it. Cause there was times that I wasn't in a responding uh, post. And then, so you felt, okay, I got a little bit of luck here. I'm safe for four hours, but you were pulled off your so-called safe post to go respond because they needed you because you're mm-hmm. a woman or you have rapport with that inmate or right. you're the most senior staff, even though you've got two years in or <laughs> Right. <laughs> They're like, well, you've done this before. And I was like, not by choice, man. Right. right. Like, but it's like within a year, I think there was like a hanging that I attended to. There was so much stuff. Like there was nothing new, like after two years of being there. And cause, and part of it too, the max came in. Right. So there was all kinds of new stuff that, that they were doing. Right. And, and we, were like, and we had a mental health unit, like uh, mm-hmm. when I came, but I mean, I look back now, you're, and I know it's changed in like everything in mm-hmm. for first responders. It's changing for inmates. It's changing for women. It's changing for men. It's all these other things are coming forward. Um, but I look back now and I think, wow, that was such a mental health thing. 
right? Yeah. Like either for us or for them. And I think, wow, we, we were missing it. We were missing. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. If you've done a crime, you go to jail. I, I believe that. But I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't doing any sort of, I don't want to say prevention because that's not true. But I mean, no. how, we, how we dealt with people that had severe mental illness um, created a lot of the incidences that we had. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right. And it's like, yeah. And it was like, sort of like, go here and just be quiet. Like, and let's just not see you like out of sight, right. out of mind kind of thing and just do your time and get out. Right. But it's, it's like almost like a disservice. Cause I mean, a lot of them did have programming and stuff like that, but a lot of them didn't cause they didn't have the capability sometimes even to read or to right. get through a program or how to deal with the frustration. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like an atypical, what would be like, what was your like most a, well, see, and I don't want to share this one because I want to have the, this is my best one. Like when I don't, don't say it then. (laughs) I'm going to wait till we can have the person that this whole day, my most atypical day was like a day. A day, yeah. a day and a half. A day and a half. But I'll wait till I can have this person on because it'll be way funnier when he starts telling you how we, how our how day you was. Dealt with it. How our day was, and yeah, it it was a. But I, I I look back at days like the shit day, like the day that the um that inmate smeared poop all over herself. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a bad day. Like that was a very atypical day. And that day was very, um, it was stressful in the sense that some big decisions had to be made. Some big moves had to be made. We need to have extra staff because when she did that, we couldn't keep her in that cell, obviously. Um, but I mean, a lot of, there was a lot of puzzle pieces that had to be played yeah. in order that everyone was safe that people that were in the segregation range um stayed in the segregation range but then we're limited we're like down a cell we have to have a service come in and clean it there's all these there was like all these moving parts and it felt like something that if we just gave her a mop and bucket then everything would have been fine totally that wasn't women-centered so it didn't happen like that so it was very I remember like locking people in the shower and then trying to figure out where we're going to put where to put them next because they couldn't inter intermingle with other people. Right. Right. So that was, yeah, I remember that too, where it was, that was a crazy day. I remember us like all just kind of trying to figure out like, okay, what are we doing with this one? Where are we going with this one? Okay. Who, who can be medium because we need a, uh, we need the spot. (laughs) We need the spot. Right. Like, and the person in the bubble was, um, struggling with opening doors and there was, and I feel like I hated the bubble. The bubble was probably the worst job because you're always like second guessing yourself because you don't yeah. want to open the wrong door and you don't want to um, do the wrong thing. Um, you want it to be fast enough too. Like yes. everything's heightened when people are responding. So when we respond, the responders come from the, the main area of the jail to the max unit because they needed extra help. So the person that controlled that was the person in our bubble, like as we mm-hmm. called it, a control bubble. And it's tough because they've got to be on those doors. And mm-hmm. one door has to close 
before the other one can open because if Mm -hmm. they're both open it creates another huge safety violation so it's tough right but everything's tough because everybody's emotions and your adrenaline is kicked in and And you're trying to make sure that the people that have already responded aren't in danger right so you're trying to do yeah I would say that probably my worst days were sometimes in that bubble and the lack of communication because there was not a ton remember you would like put your face under that like slotty thing and try yeah try and and you couldn't hear Mm -hmm. through this thing it was like sorry what did you say because they're on the can you open my door can you get my tweezers yeah can you yeah. Like, just give me a second because yeah. <laughs> i'm trying because you guys are going to tell me like hey by the way we have to go talk to her about this and it might be bad or we're, we're pulling this person out just do this and yeah it was always like very i felt very heightened very anxious in that post all the time so i would say a lot of my bad days were bubble days in that post <laughs> that's right that that's probably one of the worst just because it's constant noise coming at you too, yeah. right? Constant people needing you, buzzing in, constant yeah. noise. Yeah. It's yeah. an awful post. It should have been a two-person two post, right, Absolutely. instead of one? Yeah. <laughs> That's why two now. sets. Maybe it is now. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who yeah. knows? But I've been driven myself. I've been driven crazy in that post where where you want to just smash, like, the – the little communication box where the inmates can talk to you. You want to smash it because all they do is buzz, buzz you, buzz, buzz. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like not, yeah, the not atypical days were the days that felt, and I mean, don't get me wrong. We had lots of down days, lots of like fun shifts that were very like uneventful. Mm -hmm. And, but I mean, we, I, I remember coming into work and um, people would be like, oh, I can feel it. Today's the day. And yeah, like, that's what? right. Your mouth. They know. Your there was mouth. one officer yes, in particular that used to I'm do that, of. right? And you're like, shut up. Go away. Go. I don't want to work with you. Go yeah. away. I don't. Sure you'd, wait, you'd wait them to read out the post and you're like, damn it. I'm with damn her. <laughs> and then you're responding because yeah. she was right. A hundred yes. times she was right. Yeah, she was right. And she or like was, you I, see the, the full moon. Or right, yes. You see whatever. And you knew the ship was going to fly that day, right? So, mm-hmm. and it did. It and did. Yeah. yeah. There were so many things that were not typical that we would do. Like, remember we were talking about uh, escorted temporary absences. So we'd be yeah. moving inmates. You'd go with some inmate. Uh, to uh, an AA meeting or Narcotics Anonymous or uh, the doctor's appointments with them right. and you're hauling inmates out to all kinds, getting new glasses. Yeah. Or <laughs> we, I remember myself and so the partner I had for years and years and years before we were, she was off pregnant and stuff. We, we had to drive an inmate um, to Calgary. Like, and it's kind of like a well-known inmate she's kind of a little bit of a shit disturber but uh and we were like allowed to escort her for the day to her mom's house to have a family visit well we got there and her mom decided that was the same day she was gonna have a yard sale we're in the middle of calgary two officers an inmate and she's supposed to be having like a family visit and she and her mom was doing this huge yard sale so we stood myself and my partner like at the door 
watching this inmate who was like sitting on the ground eating a bucket of KFC and her sister's like, you're so fat. And she was like, fuck you. And her mom's like, girls, <laughs> right? And here we are like, oh my God. And I remember there was like, they're moving a mattress out to the sell it. And it sort of fell like on the edge of my, <laughs> on the edge of my, uh, back. And I, I was didn't like, even notice. <laughs> it's so stupid. I, I turned to my partner and I'm like, get that thing off me. And she's like a huge germaphobe. And she was like, I can't, I can't touch it. And so I was like, all leaned all the way forward. And I'm like, get it off me now. Right. And then her brothers or whoever came into this mattress, you know, to the yard sale that was happening. And I'm like, I don't think this is allowed. Right. It was so, and then, yeah, we packed her up and brought her home. And I'm like, that was my job for the day, like to drive to Calgary. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. They're like, do you want some chicken? I'm like, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> like, I've got- and you like, probably a, had no food. You I know. I'm like, I've got bed bugs all over my back <laughs> now, probably, right? <laughs> it's like, where can I burn the, my shirt? Like, how can I? And my partner's like, I don't know what to do. Mike, get it off my back. How about that? <laughs> oh, and I remember going to escorted temporary absences and saying, like, we need to terminate this visit. This is, first of all, we're, I, was, I remember being on one where we're sitting in the house with, like, the moms and the uncles and the grandma, and they're all, like, smoking cigarettes and eating, like, cheese with jam. Can you, like, so, oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh my god. It was like cheese wheels and jam sandwiches and the like the smoke and the I was just like, oh my god, what what are we and like oh I remember pulling up thinking this is not good. Yeah, and that's all you're thinking and you're like who approved this? I know, and you're like, like, and what's the benefit? Who has to go? Not the (laughs) person who has to go on the ETA and I'll tell you I would not have approved this. I know. I'm like, this can't be happening. Like, this can't be good for anyone. Who is this good for? And uh, then she gets she gets in the van out, like she's locked in the back in the cage, right? And <laughs> she's just telling us, oh, my stomach hurts, right? I'm like, well, you ate a full bucket of chicken. Of course it hurts. Like, too bad. Just sit back and shut up, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, oh no, I, I I had to go to a wedding with an inmate one time. Oh no! Like all day, <laughs> got ready at her daughter's house. Like, like whose wedding was it? Her daughter's. Oh my god! It was crazy, and it was like a very, um, like very religious, like two hours. Oh no! Long ceremony. Well, remember. Remember when those inmates, though, got married, like, in our jail to each other? <laughs> they were like, this is not going to end well. And we all had to, like, <laughs> attend a security, right, to a, a oh, I refused. Wedding. I refused. <laughs> I said, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I, if anyone asks if someone objects, I'll raise my hand. So don't send me. <laughs> unless, unless you want me to, like, have some Object. Object. Yeah. And I don't know, I was, they asked me to do it. And I said, absolutely not. I will not do that. Mm-hmm. You, and that's the thing. Like, I remember saying like, no to things like going to funerals where, uh, the person who we were escorting is a known gang member, their yes. family's known gang members. And 
they're being escorted by armed RCMP officers and we're going to show up in our gap pants and our, <laughs> our hoodies, <laughs> our, you know, whatever Adidas sneakers yeah. clips in my hair <laughs> yeah you're right though I did attend I did attend one and she was uh a gang affiliate they used to call them but right. in fact it was a full-on and I wasn't in uniform and I was there with her and I felt like I could yeah because you're right because there was armed guards right with the, yeah or RCMP or whatever and here I was like and they're like well, what are you are you with her and I'm like uh no like I'm a guard like can't you tell like this is my good sweater this is my ETA sweater right? <laughs> this is the one that doesn't have blood on it you're welcome you're welcome I went I have I told this story on the podcast about when I went on to that narcotics one I don't remember i don't think so you could okay, say so it again i took two two minimum inmates by myself which, <laughs> at what point is that okay <laughs> really <laughs> I, I can't like i think now and i'm like they were like mm, ask one of the new girls she'll go she doesn't know any better yeah. i took two minimum security inmates to a narcotics anonymous meeting and we were sitting around just like talking waiting for the meeting to start and this guy sits down beside us and we were talking I don't like talking about like pills or drugs or something like that I don't remember and the guy goes oh are all of you nurses oh my god and the, one of the inmates that was with us like started like bursting out laughing <laughs> and she was super funny like for like an inmate she was super funny like and she is dying, like, like almost rolling on the ground laughing. And she looks at him and she goes, no. Uh, so me and her were feder like federally sentenced inmates <laughs> at the prison. And then she goes, and this little shit is our corrections officer. <laughs> Just like, what do you think now? Like, <laughs> and I, I was mortified. Oh, my God. At, but of course, I don't look like a corrections officer. I look like a 23 year old nurse nurse like nursing nursing student or whatever right, right? that it was like it was insane and I, re like, I remember getting I can see the back of the church where the van is parked and I remember getting in the van going that's the last time I do that that yeah. is the last time but you can't like technically like even the, having two inmates in the van with you like they could overpower you at any moment right they could do anything absolutely you you don't think of that right you just get yourself to the meeting get yourself back and then get in there and say i'm never doing that again ever yes right i remember attending a christmas concert though at a church that i was like this is probably the best one i've ever been on <laughs> and then i got a phone call saying make sure you check the bathroom we got information that drugs are being passed at this oh church oh my god and i'm like Oh, this was my good one. This is the one I was like, this is going well. I'm okay. This is all right. I don't mind this. Like, seriously? Yeah. And then like my Motorola flip phone starts like ringing <laughs> in church and I'm running to the back and I'm trying to watch the inmate. And we got information that there's drugs in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, like, come like, on. Why, are, why am I here? <laughs> So mm -hmm. I, I actually terminated it at that point. And she had said to me, well, I have to go to the bathroom before we leave. And I said, no, it's terminated as of now. So 
she didn't get she was to probably go. Try, yeah, she's probably yeah. trying. Yeah. What, yeah. what can you do though? You can only do what you can, right? So yeah, yeah. that's yeah. typical. That's, okay. I want to talk about the people probably don't know this. Like we um, obviously for pandemic won't be happening, but there we have socials at the institution so we usually did like oh. a mother's day social <laughs> right like where your family and if if you socials were super quiet like they tried not to tell us because they know none of us wanted to work them so you yes. they all like stand in line they check in we see their id they have to like mm-hmm. take off their their jackets which the front entrance just smells like cigarettes like yes i remember going i have to leave my head is pounding so bad but we have to like dog search people we have to do it's it's quite the process to get a social <laughs> going like it's funny not it is it's, it's a gong funny. show it's a gong show and then people come and then we're like oh you're not allowed in and, and then they're up at the front desk and they're upset because they're not an approved visitor but their daughter's sister's friend said that's okay you can go anyway whatever yeah. i remember it being like very chaotic we needed way more staff than we did we a shift. So we would do, I know we did a Mother's Day one. We always did a Christmas one. Yeah. That might be it though, hey? Uh, yeah. Or I don't know what else we would have had. I, I do remember the Christmas ones. Okay. Yeah. Go um, so <laughs> I don't even know if I can get through this without dying. La- so I, you know, had to work one of them, which was like the worst thing ever. And I remember so that's like tons of inmates and all their families in our gymnasium that's decorated for Christmas with Santa, tables, the whole nine. food, yeah, food, presents. food. So I hear this guard, guard, <laughs> guard. And I was like with another officer and I'm like, oh my God. And then she points to like her partner and says she's choking. So I look over, <laughs> so stupid. And this inmate, so she was normally a max inmate, right? I don't know why yeah, she, what, she was. Yeah, she was like six six feet tall, and I'm like what five foot three, and she was choking on a fucking <laughs> on a Christmas orange of all things. But she was choking like there was no air. So I was running to her with my partner, who said, "Do you remember the Heimlich? It was called then maneuver the J thrust." And I was like, I don't have time to stop and think, right? So I just, I had to go up behind her and start this J thrust maneuver. And my partner was paging for healthcare. Like we've got a an emergency in the gym, right? And by the time the nurse got there, this orange comes flying out of her mouth. She starts like gasping for air. And I was like, giving her that thrust because I'm like I am not doing mouth to mouth or CPR you have to keep breathing because I will not I am not CPR mass at that time no we didn't and so I was like I'm not like she's if she chokes then she's (laughs) done like sorry I tried man and then like everybody who kind of saw me and was watching like after it was done laughed so hard because like so (laughs) B like a, our buddy there he said it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen because she was way bigger than me and, and I was just like giving her right so oh my god oh man oh. I'll never forget or wanted to work another one after that either because 
I must like, no thanks, right? No thanks. It's a, it's a trigger now for me, right? Are you choking? Is anyone choking? Like, great, right? Yes. <laughs> I can't, I remember, I don't, I don't think I worked very many of them. I remember like being, because we had like, it was quite a, a large undertaking, right? Like it yes. was, you know, these people are here, these people are here you're the front desk, you're processing people in, then we're like watching the yard to make sure that like, because a lot of times what happened for us is like, this is happening. So they believe our attention is all on this. So we need yeah, to make sure that true. we're, we're, yeah, we're, you are timing us. I was going to ask you earlier. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am timing us. <laughs> I thought you forgot. Good <laughs> <No>. job, Sharon. <laughs> uh, but I remember we always had to make sure that that wasn't our only focus. Focus. Right? Yeah. yeah. It could be something else because med lineup would have to happen during that. Uh, like all these crazy things. And the movements still had to occur that we'd have to make sure they were okay. Like the people who weren't allowed to the social, right. Well, are they going to be okay? Are they going to slash? Are they going to cry? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, or, or sometimes they were allowed to go, but then their families didn't show up. Yeah. That's or, right. Or, you know, they got there and they, whatever they thought their family was just allowed to come, but they weren't approved. So yeah, there's all, there's a lot of things that come into play when you do a social and um, yeah. So, I mean, not typical, not typical for us days, um, I mean, there's a way, there's way bigger days that have happened, um, for the two of us, but I don't take a picture of me. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, there was <laughs> way different days, but that, yeah, the social was like one, like you'd cringe if you got like had to work there. Right. Yeah. Just or cringing. the social or a large search. I'm going to take a picture of you now. Ready? <laughs> the large search was the worst it was the worst. that's that's for another day we'll save that for another day yeah okay so atypical days um i see the time <laughs> literally like it won't get any closer to the computer sharon i get it time's up i have to stop i'm trying time's to wrap up. it up here you want me to say it end <laughs> Yeah. So that's it. Sharon says time's that's up. Every time's up. See you guys next week. <laughs> hey, that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. And if you have a second, we would love a review. You can find us on Instagram at From Uniforms to Unicorns. And if you happen to know anyone else that would be interested in tuning in, please share this podcast with them. We greatly appreciate it. Love, Lauren and Sharon.